Copy. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlotte McGay. <laughs> Yo, Charlotte What up, my G? Envy, what up? What up, Ray J? What happened, man? Ray what J, the hell went on? Are we live? The world's most dangerous morning show. It's dangerous. Yo, let me tell you something. Before people get interviews, they say, yo, you cannot you cannot say this. We don't want to talk about Not that. Up here. We won't interview. Not up here. We won't interview. Right, we we talk, up we won't interview. Everything. No one benefits from getting in here just talking reckless. I got to be honest. I didn't think you was going to make it. Ten years, man. Ten years strong. Breathless Club, man. Right. So you know what that means? Ten years. They've been nuts. They just been, they've, been, they've, been, they've been nuts. they just been nuts. The Breakfast Club. The Wake Up Show. 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 In the morning. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Hello, my name is Melissa. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> From Long Island. Hello, how Good. are you? Hey, Melissa. Good morning. Get it off your chest, Melissa. All right, so um, I was thinking that I would much rather lick some random-ass booty than take this vaccine. First of all, you got, um, you're out of context right now. We got to explain <laughs> to people what happened because they're going to be like, what is wrong with Melissa just calling up there early in the morning <laughs> before just she had green tea butts, or anything? Okay. Yesterday, we had a okay. topic where we asked you, would you rather take the vaccine or lick a random stranger's booty? Boom, now. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Um, due to the fact that I don't feel people are really doing much research into the vaccine and don't realize that it's actually like a genetic uh, DNA manipulation opposed to the traditional vaccine where, you know, they just put a little bit of the virus and your body fights it off. Like you had said, same here. I mean, I took the, uh, you know, flu shot, whatever, growing up now that, you know, I can make my own decisions and whatnot. People aren't realizing also... Uh, this actually produces antibodies against a protein that is essential to reproducing to placenta. Oh, no. So, what what you re- what you said earlier is what I read yesterday, that there's no actual COVID-19 in the vaccine. Like, I, like you know, in the flu, they put a little bit of the flu in you. So you get it right. to build up antibodies. They don't have that in the, in the vaccine from what I read yesterday. Yeah, no, this is actually like it's hijack, uh, hijacking cell genes. Then causing you to be prone or I guess um, immune from it, supposedly. Who knows? But I'm just saying I think people need to be doing their own research on this and that includes, you know, looking in the ingredients in the vaccine and then researching the ingredients themselves. And don't nobody read ingredients on nothing. Somebody eating some cereal exactly. right now and don't know what's in it. They right. don't know and what's and in the frosty flakes. But you know how many you know how many people's butts is just dirty? You just want to eat all type of ishy butt, huh? Then take the vaccine? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, just do some research on them butt baby, before you um yeah, you don't want poo-poo mouth. start anal snacking, okay? Well, I'll tell you what. You're right, but these people need to do some research <laughs> on this uh, vaccine as well. <laughs> no doubt. She, she thought about it. She was like, you know what? Nah, you're right. I do need to research these butt <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you, yeah. Melissa. Listerine. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, you too. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jared. What's up, Jared? Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? Peace, King. Not much. How you doing, Charlamagne? How you doing, Envy? Good. Yeah, whatever happened to Jared know, from Subway? I, he went to jail, right? Yeah, he's in jail. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, don't, don't play that game. I'm not I'm not Jared from Subway. I'm, I'm like Jared the jeweler. We'll go with that. Okay, all right. Get it off your chest, Jared. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, I, I brought up my work. Uh, I don't want to talk about my job because I'm not trying to lose it, but I do have something to take off my chest. Um, my wife's a nurse, and, you know, these hospitals are starting to get fuller and fuller. And it seems like people, the, the more, the worse it gets, the more they just say no mask, I'm not going to social distance. I work with people who 
for nothing will put their mask on. They don't want to put a mask on their face. They don't want to social distance. It's getting to the point where I don't even want to come to work anymore, you know. Um, you know, I work hard, and it's important for me to work hard, but it's, it's really it's really gets to the point where I don't even know how to feel about these people anymore, um, you know. Why? Because they don't wear masks and stuff? Yeah, they're not wearing masks, and, I mean, they you're dealing with each other. They want to be up on you. One feet away, two feet away, you know, talking in your face, and you got to be trying to tell them to separate all the time. That's right. You know, What's wrong with you know? boundaries, though? What's wrong with letting them know that? Like, look, I don't want you near me. You ain't wearing no mask, brother. I do that all the time. If you ain't got no mask on, back up. Man, and that's what it is. I mean, we're telling them, but, you know, at the workplace, they got to have regulations, and everybody got to be following the regulations, but certain people, it's not expected of them, you know? And um, I, I just think that's a big deal. We, we If we can't even get the workplace to, you know, do things correctly. How are we going to get average people out there in the street, you know, putting masks on and, you know, how are we going to protect it? Well, I just we, don't see it. Well, know? we can't, and that's the problem, and that's why we're in the yeah. situation that we're in now. Yeah, Americans man, are spoiled, bro. Americans don't listen. We don't follow rules well. Yeah, man. I just, just uh, one or two things. I just want to shout out my mom, um, Lizette Williams. I love you to death. Um, my dad, I love her Jimmy too, Williams. man. Yeah, my brother, Brandon <laughs> Williams. And I just want to say one thing about my boy, Savon uh, LeCue. Out of Miami is a really dope rapper. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. Uh-uh. Um, but check him out. Savon LeCue, that guy, I'm telling you, he, he's the truth. Savon LeCue. Thank you, brother. All right. Yeah. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nick. Nick, what up, man? Get it Nick. off your chest. Nick on the You like reindeer in here, elf on the shelf. <laughs> Solomon the God, what's up, man? Peace, I'm King. South Carolina too, man. Okay, what part? Aiken. Aiken, what's happening, Aiken? Not much, man. I'm staying up here in Columbia. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm staying up here in Lexington, Kentucky right now. Okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to get some advice, man, uh, because, like, I'm, I've been staying up here since I came home from prison. I was locked up for selling drugs, but I, I I wanted to change my life around. But I stayed up. I came up here. Uh, the person that I came up here was family, but me and the person don't talk no more. So it's like I want to go back home, but Aiken, South Carolina, ain't the place to be. Like especially trying to get a good job, like anyway. But it's also hard for me up here because I ain't got no financial support. Nobody to help me out in no kind of way. Well, it sounds to me like you know you already know you needed a change of environment. So if you know if you know uh, you don't need to be an Aiken, you can scratch that off the list. That's not that's not a that's that's not a thing, right? Yes, sir. So you just got to stay where you at and figure it out, make it work. What it is what is it that you want to do? I, I like I've been I've been working since I've been up here. Uh, I'm working for the shrimp service right now, but uh, I can get high, I'm I'm gonna be hired on soon, but. Uh, it's it's hard because like I had wrote y'all back uh, a little while ago because like my windshield done got broke. Uh, it's like other things that I've been having to deal with uh, during during this pandemic that's going on. But it's like I said, it's just uh, hard not having nobody there in your corner for you. Well, listen, you're gonna be fine, my brother. It just takes patience. All right. Yes, sir. Just All right. Keep patience, pushing on, brother. brother. Just keep pushing. All right, thank y'all. Y'all have a good day. You too. Hello, who's this? What's up, y'all? This is James from Indianapolis. What up, James? Get it off your chest, brother. First of all, I want to congratulate y'all for 10 years, man. The good content, man. Righteous and ratchet. Thank you, King. Thank you, brother. 
And I want to um, share my favorite Breakfast Club moment. What's that? Uh, other than the Birdman situation, the Benny Siegel situation was funny too, man. Why y'all like to see people try to traumatize me? <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious myself. It was cool, man. It was cool. Charlamagne yeah. didn't buckle. No, he didn't buckle. He didn't buckle. I never buckle. He sure didn't. <laughs> You're right. He didn't. He stood his ground. What is buckling? <laughs> and, um, yeah, thanks, guys, man. I appreciate y'all. And my birthday is this weekend, too. Oh, right. man. Enjoy it, man. I mean, you can't. Where you from? You can't go anywhere, right? Oh, no, man. Not in Indiana. Yeah, I wouldn't want to date you. Your birthday too close to Christmas. <laughs> and you got a penis, but you know that's you a whole other story. Because you're married, oh, no, 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 that bro, too. No, yeah, no. that that too. Married, you got a penis. No, you're not my, my type. But uh, so early morning. Yeah, I'm Thank saying. you, brother. No. Right. Whoa! God <laughs> no. dang! Goodness gracious! Oh my God! Why do people gotta stress that? I don't know. All right? Jesus. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Keisha from Texas. How y'all doing? Hey, hey Keisha, Keisha from, from Texas. Texas. What part of Texas? <laughs> Dallas, Texas, so oh. I have to listen on the app, and I don't mind that at all. Oh, where them bum-ass cowboys are from. Come you know on. I love Dallas. You know I love my oh, cowboys. My. Don't listen to Envy. <laughs> okay, so now since, uh, congratulations on 10 years. Thank you. Now since you are an executive of iHeart, I've got to hear you say, Lord have mercy. There's something about the way you say that, Charlamagne. That drives me insane. I love it, and I laugh every time. Oh, so boy. Lord have mercy. I can't believe you like to hear me say Lord you have flirting mercy. with that man. That man married, mama. No, no, no. Oh, no, I'm not flirting with him. And I love it when you say, I'm calling HR. I'm calling HR. <laughs> you guys, yes, you guys drive me insane. And since you guys won't be back until 2021, I needed to hear... I'm calling HR and Lord have mercy. Well, the beauty of it is that we run a lot of, we run best of shows until January the 5th. So, you know, it gives people an opportunity to catch up on Breakfast Club content they may have missed. Yeah, and, and I love it. I'm still going to listen. But Charlamagne, one more time for me. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Why are you stressing me out early this morning? Got me repeating <laughs> that over and over and over. You have a good morning. Love y'all. Bye. Love you too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kirk Franklin. Yee. Kirk, while you're at home during mm. this time, have you been inspired musically just by everything that's going on around you? You know, if I can be honest with you, one of the reasons why I wore this shirt today is because I started back going to therapy during this pandemic. I can mm -hmm. be now, as I've been going to therapy now off and on for about the last 30 years, you know, dealing with my, uh, just dealing with my abandonment issues, dealing with, you know, just the rejection I had as a kid, uh, a lot of the trauma that I've suffered as a young man. And so therapy and my faith have been my, they just been my lifeboat. And so the trauma of, of, of first of all, the pandemic, and then now what's happening now is that I started going back to my therapist and I can be honest and tell you that the motivation to do a lot of music, um, uh, it's been off and on just because I've been just really struggling. I've been really struggling trying to get people just to hold on. It's, it's almost like, where does the physician go when he's sick? You know, I'm getting myself back together just because I think that, um, y'all needed Sunday, but I needed Sunday too. Because mm. I needed that versus moment too. Now, what have you been going you know, through? Because you said you were going through a lot, and I'm sure people are going through the same thing. What were you dealing with that you said, you know what, I got to go see a therapist right now? Was it anxiety? What, what, what was it that you said, I, I have to? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I've always struggled with anxiety. And then, you know, just as a creative, I think almost every creative, and I'm quite sure all three of y'all feel this, just because y'all are curators. And then the attention that y'all get and, the, and, 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 and just the gravity of y'all's platform, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And a lot of times people don't know. And I'm quite sure y'all can amen this. When you live in the public eye, your highs and your lows are different. Mm-hmm. And so that type of pressure that you live up under is not realistic. So, um, you know, just in the pressures of the world or, or, or people trusting that you always got to an answer and that you always having to be ready to give an answer um, can be very discouraging, can be very heavy. And, and, and I carry the weight of people's hurt very real. Like, bro, like no cap, I'm telling you, I would not be doing this music if I did not believe in the dude that I rock with. So it's like I got to have somebody to be able to block this game. I can't go to Whitey with that every day. You know, mm-hmm. she need me to be strong with her. So it's like I got to go to somebody who I can go, man, these Christians are f***ing me off. It's like, man, somebody else got shot. Man, what do I do, man? It's like people ain't working right now, you know, and I got a whole crew that I got to take care of, man. You know, what do and, and so that type of pressure is I need somebody to pour into me so that when I get on these incredible platforms with y'all, I'll have something to be able to say. Absolutely. Hey, Kirk, you know what's so interesting, man? Um, you know, prior to prior to the quarantine, my therapist had been trying to tell me for the longest, let go of things that you can't control. You know what I mean? And I could never grasp that concept yeah. until the quarantine. Yeah. We had never experienced wow. anything like coronavirus. So you know what I did? I flipped it, right? It 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 I started leaning more into my faith side. Because mm-hmm. I already had gotten what I needed from going to therapy all of those 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 past these past mm-hmm. couple of years. So I started leaning into my faith side. So it was more no. Bishop T D Jakes, more Stephen <laughs> Furtick, more Pastor John Gray, yeah. more Minister Farrakhan. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is the job that I want to be able to communicate to to culture as well. Is is that at the end of the day you are spiritual beings. Is that if you live your life dependent upon the natural world to be able to feel something that the natural world does not have the ingredients to do. That's why, that's why no matter how good sex has been for a lot of human beings, a lot of people don't stay with that same one. You're always looking for something different. No matter how much that drug made you feel at that moment, you're looking for the next high just because the natural world can't speak to the depth of the cry of your soul. Your soul was created for something bigger that they human world is not able to be able to fulfill it with. And so that's why I'm always trying to, that's why I'm always trying to be a messenger to clean up what a lot of the history of Christianity has messed up because Christianity and Jesus are not always synonymous. Mm. Mm -mm. Explain a little bit. Well, Christianity is the form in which we try to communicate what the teachings of Jesus is and or what the teaching of Jesus was. But in the sinfulness of man, throughout the narrative of that historical context, there has been a lot of uh, distraction. There's been a lot of abuse of power. There's been a lot of misuse of the uh, statements of Jesus Christ. But that does not mean that the historic individual of Jesus Christ and what he stood for and for what he preached it's always reflected in the actions historically, whether whether through the Crusades, whether through uh, the uh, conquest, whether through Jim Crow, uh, whether through colonialism. Christianity was always leading in those narratives, and we've got to confess those sins. In order to get it right, 
we've got to confess what's wrong. And so that's why I'm always an advocate for for uh, platforms like apologetics to be able to communicate the historical accurate uh, uh, narrative of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as pointing out the bull and the foolishness that Christianity historically has done. Absolutely. I got one last quest, quick question for Brother Kirk. I was watching um, Bishop T.D. Jake Sunday, and this is, this is a conversation that a lot of me and my folks have been having. Do you believe, Kirk, that we're in the end of times? You know, um, I think that a lot of people can be so enamored with the conversation of what does this mean versus what do we do? Because I think that it's easier to, to try to figure out what's happening out there instead of looking at this moment to see what needs to be fixed in here. Mm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And so Perfect I would sense. encourage people, I encourage people to stop trying to be so worried about where God is instead of trying to be more focused on it's God with me. Thank you, brother, for checking Thank in, you, man. man. We appreciate Always you so much, man. This was an honor. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank yes, you. sir. All right. It's Kirk Franklin. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Happy holidays. What are we talking about today? Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Mel B. Now, she does something I think is pretty odd. You want to explain what she does, Yee? Or what she yes, did? she actually got a tattoo removed of her ex. You know, she's uh, getting divorced. And she got, instead of laser removal for that tattoo, she got it cut out of her body and she keeps the skin in a jar. That's that is, weird. That is called root. That is voodoo, black magic, all right? You cut the name off your skin, put it in a jar, have a, a, a little witch doctor or something, put a little whammy on it. Don't nobody touch that jar, because if you do, the spell will be broken. And as long as that name is in that jar, Stephen Belafonte will have erectile dysfunction for the rest of his life, or at least cough up a frog or two. Everything from the past goes in the garbage. Nothing from the past. No letters, no pictures, nothing, everything thrown away. Do you First keep it, Dinky? Uh, yeah, I actually have a lot of things from exes. I actually have all my letters and cards and notes that I used to pass in class and all of that in a huge box. Well, I mean, listen, how long you been with your woman, Envy? 24 years, married 17. I've been with my woman 20 years, married 4, okay? <laughs> I'm 40. There's no exes, all right? I don't even remember what an ex is, an ex. I don't have most of the stuff I have exes. is really from high school because nobody really wrote letters after that. That's what I'm saying. Like so if your woman is still saving letters from high school... That letter really means a lot to her, and that person meant a, a lot to her, and that I, person I, that wrote that letter, you know, could never be duplicated. You know what I'm saying? Like I also grew up as a as a writer, like when I was young, and a you know, and I read a lot, and so I keep all of those things, even from like my friends who are women. Yeah, but you know, you're not married, together. G. Imagine being married for 17 years, all right, and you've been with this guy that you married to since y'all was kids, but you keeping letter from the exes. That mean you keeping letters from when you was like. 
17, 18. Like those first feelings of love. There's no love. No, those first feelings of love feelings have not alike. been duplicated at all. Feelings alike. No, what are you talking? No man has ever made you feel the way that that first person and made I you feel. Virginia, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We did not about. Yeah, but what about that, that magic finger? Wasn't we talking about magic fingers no, earlier? No, no, no magic fingers. But <laughs> I burnt those letters up. And what letters? Go, what are you talking about? People who just joined us. I'm what not happened? talking about nothing. What are you talking nothing. about? I ain't talking about nothing. You sound insecure. Natasha. Hi. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning. You keep anything from your ex? I definitely do not. The only thing I kept from my ex is our son. Oh. And um, I'm glad you kept that. I wouldn't let that go, but it was so deep that I had to get rid of the cell phone that I used to text him from because I would search and I type in Bay and then he'd pop up. Even though he was deleted, he still like all our text messages pop up. I was like, ah, we gotta get rid of this. All right, yeah. I feel you. I ain't mad at you. Thank you, Mama. Nyjah. What's up, baby? What's up, Mama? Did she call you lady? I don't know what she called me. <laughs> she said baby. Oh, what's up? <laughs> now, do you throw everything away from your past relationships? Um, I'm throwing everything away. Like, I'm not keeping nothing. What do I need memories of of an uh, ex for? Like, I'm throwing everything away. Like, I used to live, me and my wife used to live together. And, like, she would come over and still say, oh, you got my shirt. You know, I'm just trying to find ways to come back. And I'm just like, baby, I threw everything away. You know, you ain't got to come back for nothing else. No. What, if she, what if she gave you a Rolex? Oh, that's different now. That, that's my Rolex. Oh, okay. It is all about the cost of the gift. You ain't giving back no <laughs> Bentley. You ain't giving back no type of car. And you ain't giving I, back no not. jewelry. <laughs> At all. No money, no none of that. So I'm how y'all going to be picky and choosy about what you keep and what you give away? Well, some things that an ex gives you, you ain't got no choice but to keep, like herpes. Salute to everybody oh, out there. Who, oh. salute, too far. salute to everybody out there who ex gave them herpes. And, and, they, and they ain't got no choice but to live with that and keep that for the rest of their life. Hello, who's this? It's Rakeem from Duval. Rakeem, do you keep anything from your ex? No, bro. No need to. I've been, been married for four years, been with my girl for seven. And there's no need to, bro. You got to hold on for something from the past, bro. You might as well try to head back in that direction. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't understand why, you know, somebody would hold on to something from their past, especially if they've been together for so long. Like, imagine being with somebody for 17 years. They were years. 10 years old and 12 years old. Huh? that they were 10. Somebody wrote why, my wife why, why is this which, hitting so close to home? I'm just telling home. you. I'm just telling you. If you're going to point a finger, point a finger. Point a magic finger at me. I'm just somebody saying. Somebody was I, writing letters to my wife when they were 10 years old. Oh. She kept it as memories. It's all oh, that's so cute. And I burnt them, all right? I don't like it. Whatever is in the past, and, and in you the past. shouldn't. Y'all been married for forty years. How long y'all been married? Seriously, seventeen, 17 years. Y'all been together twenty-four. Twenty-four There's years. No reason for her to be keeping stuff. And from that's her what exes. I said, and that's why I burned them letters up. It's so crazy because I do have a, like I said, I have a huge box filled with like letters from my friends when they went away out of town from exes, like everything together in a box. I haven't even separated it, but yeah, I but kept you got it recent exes, G. You used to still no, out no, here. this is all from, like, high school and college. This is like, ain't nobody, nobody about to know Rolex in high school. No, I'm talking about a box of letters. Oh. But my whole thing is, what I'm saying is that it doesn't really, I never thought of it like it's something that would be offensive to anybody. But I used, I used to be a little insecure. Because nobody writes letters now. I even found a watch that somebody gave my, my wife when I think they were, like, 12, 13. I, I definitely ran over that watch with my car. Oh, my gosh. Why, she still got this, all these little trinkets, I, all these little 12 days of Christmas where you buying her all this stuff, and she's still keeping watches from middle school? They were 10 years old, so maybe they just little cutie cutie. I think, that's, nah, I think that's cute. But they all going now. It's she, not a listen, big deal. Tell her to grow up. They all going now. <laughs> and that watch I ran over it th- 10 times. Little memories are so cute. Rebecca. Hey. Good morning, Rebecca. Um. Okay, yeah. So I have like an Xbox. I like, not like the video game. Yeah, system. I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I dated this guy from like eighth grade to senior year of high school. And I kept literally everything. 
But the weird thing that I kept was he gave me a lemon. A lemon? A lemon. In eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, he gave me a lemon. And I still have it in the box. It's not like rotten or anything. It's that's a like, goddamn it lie. Has to be that's, that's, not a real, yeah. that's a damn lie. <laughs> no, it doesn't smell or anything. It's like hollow and hard. And I don't know Like why him and his heart. Why are you keeping that? Yeah, that's disgusting. I don't know. It was like the reason why we started talking in the first place. Why? <laughs> y'all y'all bonded over lemons? He like convinced me that it was like this really rare like lemon from like Cuba or something like that. I like I don't even know. Sounds like a red flag to me. He lied to you immediately. Yeah, that came from Stop oh, yeah, the Shop, Mama. <laughs> well, if you fell in love with a man that gave you a lemon, wait until somebody gives you an apple or a watermelon. You're going to really be head over here. You can't even right. make lemonade out of that. I'm now. I'm not going to do that Don't curse. All right. Goodbye. Okay. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, man, let's say a prayer and uh, salute everybody out there who is keeping things from their exes that they can't give back like herpes. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line, an icon, a legend, and a true queen. A queen. Miss Felicia Rashad. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. I Good feel morning. like you're my mom. I've been watching you for so long. I, I just feel like I know everything about you. I feel like your mom. Hey, mom. I just want to say good morning, mom. Good morning, son. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he too red to be I, yours. He too red to be yours. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Now, I'm, I'm, I, I hate Zoom interviews, and this is one time I really hate Zoom interviews because I would love to be in your presence. Absolutely. Oh, that's very kind. Well, you know what? When we can, we will. How have you been maintaining uh, through this whole pandemic? Well, let's see. First of all, I've been very grateful. I've been very grateful to be in my home and to have a home to be in. Mm. I've been very grateful that my family and friends are fine. I've been very grateful to be able to assist people in the ways that I've been able to do. Um, And I've had work to do. Of course, it's different because everything is through the computer. Mm -hmm. I pray we will not live like this forever. Mm-hmm. Same. Because it ain't natural. Mm-mm. And it ain't good for the eyes either. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what have you learned about yourself mentally and, and, and spiritually? Anything new? Yeah. You know, you asked that question, and I'm always a little hesitant to say these things because, uh, well, anyway, I'll just say it because you asked. Mm-hmm. It's so important to find that silent space inside the mind. Mm-hmm. It's so important to find that space, especially now because there's so much clatter and so much chatter and so much pull to the left and then pull to the right and just being pull, 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 if you allow it to be that way. And then the mind, you know, it has its own way of jumping around. Yes, it does. <laughs> just, ooh, so it's so important to find the silence. You know what? If we stopped pining for the things that we think we don't have and look at what we do have Mm -hmm. and what we can do, it's a much better place to come from, I think. Mm. Yeah. And it allows us to create a better place. Right. So, yeah, there are things that I I do uh, miss. I miss live theater, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
just the other day I was thinking how privileged we've been for so long without understanding the fullness of our privilege to be able to go to a movie. Right. Yes. Yes. And yes, be able yes. to sit in a theater or in a restaurant or to hug people or to or to be with people when they're making their transition uh, from this form to the next, you know. It's, we didn't understand our full privilege. And um, maybe, you know, when we, if it changes, well, I should say when it changes, I just don't know what it's going to change to, but we'll come into a, we should come into a better understanding of just what the privilege of being with people is. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll be, kinder to one another how are your kids been how, how are they been are, are they been around or they've been staying away how, how has that been well my son um lives on the west coast my daughter at the beginning of this pandemic had just returned from italy mm. she had been in italy and she had just returned and i was just returning from uh, work on Empire in Chicago, then everything shut down. And my daughter wouldn't come and and see me. Stay away from me, that's right. She did, but what she did do uh, when I was returning home, she had come to the house before I arrived and she had stocked the refrigerator and the shelves. And she said, mommy, you don't go outside, you don't go to the store, you stay here. <laughs> and she would call to make sure I was not outside. And I had to laugh at that. I said, you, you're monitoring me mm. like I'm you, but I'm not you. I'm me. And when it's time, I'm going outside. They said the same thing. They were like, no, 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 no. I'm the, I'm your parent. I'm going out when I want. Like, you know, you but right. don't think for a moment that what you did and what you said was not appreciated. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you yeah. a question, Queen. Have you ever had to go off on any of your real kids, the way you went off on Vanessa for going to see the wretched And you're down in Baltimore having big fun. Weren't you, Vanessa? Isn't that where you were? Didn't you go down there to Baltimore and have big fun, Vanessa? Tell me, didn't you go for big fun? Mom? Shut up! <laughs> Don't you dare open your mouth when I'm asking you a question. I only hope that you can have the same experience, Vanessa. I hope that one day you come to realize exactly how it feels to think that your child's life is in danger. You have taken us from levels of frenzy, panic, distress, and now that we know you're okay, rage. Um, I said I was sorry. This is not gonna happen all again. All I know, you're lying right now. Go to bed! Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so were they your motivation when you did that episode? Uh, uh, understanding what that energy is was helped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understood that energy very well. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, you know, people say, oh, oh, you were just a perfect mother. And I look at them and, and smile and say, thank you. But you know, it's easy when you're scripted and the children are scripted too. Mm -hmm. But in real life, there are no scripts. Yeah. You know you know the beauty of that Wretched episode? I've lived long enough to where I knew exactly what Vanessa's character felt like, and then I've lived long enough to know exactly what your character felt like. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> teenagers, children will sneak. I mean, it's part of being a teenager. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. yeah. It seems like a scarier now, though. Oh, it's a oh come on! It's so it's so much scarier. It is, and and it's not young people's fault. Mm -hmm. We're very 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 distracted, and our children 
were being inundated with some of the worst kinds of diversions. Mm-hmm. And he'll look up and it's, they have a language that you don't even know. Word. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if, if we as adults were cognizant of the fact that every single thing we say and do creates a memory mm-hmm. for our young, we might say and do differently. Absolutely. Because what do you really want the young person to learn? Now, here's the question. What is the most important thing for your young person to learn? The most important thing that I wanted my children to learn was who are you really? Mm. And that's an inner journey. And you don't get to go on the inner journey pointing fingers outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Another disturbing thing I heard recently from two different sources who don't even know each other, Mm -hmm. they both work in the field of pediatrics. They're both pediatricians. And uh, one, they're friends of mine. And one of them said that in her waiting room, she has these books for children, right? A three-year-old child picks up the book and doesn't know how to turn the page. She tries to scan it. Lord have oh, mercy. Lord have mercy. Now that hurt. Uh, I, but this, okay. And then somebody on the other side of the country told me the same thing. Wow. Because young people are being given these devices. And they know. Yeah. And they know that this becomes your source of information and your only source of information. Right. Which means you're going to receive what somebody wants you to receive. That's right. I think we want our young people to think deeper than that. All right, we got more with Felicia Rashad. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Felicia Rashad. Now, I was going to say from Houston, what made you come all the way to the East Coast to go to college, to go to HBCU, and why was it important to go to a HBCU the second real HU. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be uh, an actor and I wanted to study drama, right? Mm-hmm. And I was applying to all these schools and my father just looked at me and he let me do all that. And he said, you're going to Howard. And I said, oh, but dad, what about this one and this? He said, you're going to Howard. I, I never th- thought about going to a school that wasn't an HBCU. And that was because of my experience from a child. Mm -hmm. Before I started uh, elementary school, I was in nursery school on the campus of Texas Southern University. He's trying to play you. you. You Just so you know. He's trying to play you. You I just wanted you to see the Hampton alumni. I just wanted you to see that. So my grandmother went to Hampton. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Vivian Elizabeth Graham. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. She made a great decision. Oh, yes, she did. I realized in greater measure how very fortunate I am to have attended an HBCU, Mm -hmm. not only for the astute professors who were teaching there, because they were of the highest caliber, but also for that other side of life, that social life, that socialization that helps to develop you as a, as a, as an adult, you know? Did you ever, did you ever lose yourself playing such a iconic role as Claire Huxtable, meaning that, you know, did you ever forget who you were? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, that 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 wasn't possible because every every day I came home to my family. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't want to hear none of that Claire Huxtable stuff when you walk in the house. Well, you know, it's like no, it's it's like okay. So my best friend from college came to see a taping, and she said, "Felicia, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
taking those people's money for being yourself. (laughs) 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 And at home, I mean, when I say this, uh, people imagine, uh, always imagine what my life was like. Mm -hmm. Child, they had no idea. I would come home and cook and prepare dinner. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From fresh produce, no canned anything. Because I want my family to eat healthily. Some things you can get in a can, but most things, vegetables and stuff, have to be fresh. And I would do that every day. And in the early years of the of the show, uh, let's say a third year, uh, I had my baby with me. I was a nursing mother. I took Condola to the studio with me every day. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's... And I came home with her at night and I was with my family. I wasn't out clubbing. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing stuff like that. I didn't have time for that. And and then, you know, there was school and then there was homework. Her, her brother's 13 years older than she was. And he was in the eighth grade when she was born. And I mean, you know, there I was. I mean, it's like, you gotta hit it every day. Mm-hmm. So your daughter was born to be an actress. She grew up in it. She was all around it. She lived hmm. it. So she was, she was born to be an actress. She know what she did? She grew up around the work and she saw what the work was. Her work ethic is incredible. You know, speaking of the work, um, I think you got Black Box coming out on the 6th, right? Yeah, on the 6th. Yep. By this yeah. month. You've held the name of America's mother for so years. Are you intentionally accepting roles in movies like A Fall from Grace and Black Box to kind of shift that image of you, I guess? The villain. <laughs> That was no, an we, evil laugh. Right, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, wait a minute. Let's explore that concept for just a moment. Okay. <laughs> evil? Evil? Mm. See, one of the things we learn in acting is not to judge our characters. Mm-hmm. You have to always understand what a person is thinking and why the person's thinking it. In my freshman year, one of my instructors uh, said to me, I was having a fit about something someone had done. And he let me carry on and carry on. And then when I calmed down, he said, Miss Allen, there's something I want you to remember. Even when somebody's being, and I'll say this, an SOB, Mm -hmm. they think they're right. Mm -hmm. Now think about the times you've seen somebody act a complete idiot and they think they're right. Yeah, I call that, um, I got a curse, I call that momentum. Yeah, but they think they're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it just keeps building and building and building and building and building. So as an actor, that's my job, is to get inside what that thought is, you know. So I'm not, I'm not trying to depart from anything. There are all kinds, and it's interesting because they're all mothers, aren't they? Diana Dubois yeah. is a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, Sarah in A Fall From Grace was what? A mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of women in this world and all kinds of mothers, too. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're about to play the, the, the villain in the next Black Panther movie, right? With that laugh, right? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you ever feel like certain roles are beneath you? I wouldn't say beneath me. I would just say they don't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be critical of other people's work because that's the easiest thing to be. I just try to find what resonates with me. So what resonates with me? A good story mm. that's told well resonates with me. A window of opportunity to explore creativity in a new way. 
that really resonates with me. You know, uh, Black Box poses the question, do we run our minds or do our minds run us? Isn't that true? What do you think the answer to that question is? Well, I... <laughs> well, what do you think? Do we run our minds or do our minds run us? I think our minds run us, but I agree. we have the ability to get ourselves back on the proper course. Because I think we live in this world where there's so much noise that if you pay too much attention to the noise, mm -hmm. people can start telling you how you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily you. So you can silence that noise and really tap into your mind and, and figure out the path you're supposed to be on, not the path people want you to be on. Right. That's why I, you know, you asked me what I had learned about my mind. And that's why I said it was important to find the silence within my mind. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, I think that most oftentimes um, we people are run by our minds and the mind often runs amok. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and by the way, it's fine too, right? Because healing looks different for for healing is healing is strange like that. Like one moment you're fine, the next minute you bugging out, mm -hmm. and I think that's okay. It's all a process. It is, but but do we want to keep just going through that like that? No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. And you've just brought up something that's really very interesting. You said one minute you're fine, and the next minute you're bugging out. That's, that brings to my mind imagery of a pendulum. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We want to bring that thing to center, right? Because mm -hmm. it will swing as far to the left as it does to the right. Mm -hmm. And brought center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We have more with Felicia Rashad. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Felicia Rashad. Now, now you mentored uh, Chadwick Boseman when he was in Howard. Mm -hmm. uh, how did the loss of him impact you? And, and, and for people that don't know him personally, tell us something that we might not know about him. He's, came, he's, he's been up here a couple of times, and he's donated mm -hmm. money to the causes that we were fighting for at the time. He's, he's from South Carolina like me. He's always been a good brother. So t tell us how that impact was. Well, you want to know something about him that you might not know? Yeah. Chadwick was given to study. He loved to study. He studied through the lens of theater, first as a writer. He studied the meanings of words. I mean, he studied. And you can see this kind of thoughtfulness in his work. It's so subtle, you don't notice it at first but you go back and you look at it again. He was a consummate artist and without question, one of the kindest and bravest people I've ever known. Mm, rest in mm. peace, Chadwick. Yeah, definitely rest in now, peace. Now, I, I wanted to ask you about um, the, the, the the Drake video. When, when, when Drake called you to be in that video, did you even know who he was? Of course I knew who he was. Where do you think I live? Under a rock? <laughs> I knew who he was. <laughs> I knew who he was. I hadn't been able to give answer to the uh, to the inquiry when I talked to my daughter. She said, oh, you have to do it. I said, okay, okay, okay. I had so much fun. That can't be the first time you've been asked to be in a rap video, though, right? Yes, it was. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. 
as popular as you've been for all these years? You know, things come when they should and don't when they shouldn't. There you go. Mm. How do you, how do you think Black Hollywood has evolved over the years since 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 you first came in? It um, there was always there were black people in positions that we weren't always conscious of, mm -hmm. but not maybe so many. And now you see black people on many different levels, in many different areas, in many different positions. It's one thing for what you see on the screen, but you wouldn't see what's on that screen if it weren't for the work of the people who are okay. not on that screen. And they are fundamental and essential to what it is we see. So we need a total equity in this nation of ours that includes all people. Mm -hmm. In my career, I have worked with only one Native American actor. That'll make sense to me. I have worked with only one Asian American actor. That doesn't make sense to me. There's more for us to do in the field of inclusion. Mm -hmm. There's more for us to embrace. And I look forward to us doing that because I think that as a people, we are more than ready for it now. I look back on all of those shows that I grew up on in the 90s, and man, it just seemed like they were so brilliantly black, and I learned so much from them, whether it was Cosby, Different World, Living Single, I mean, even Martin, like all of those shows like that. I'm like, what did those sets look like? Because they were, they were so black that you would think that everybody on the set was black, all the writers, the directors, the people behind the camera. Was it not like that? Nope. Wow. <laughs> no, it was not. Wow. No, not. There were black people behind the camera. Mm -hmm. There were black people in the writer's room. Uh, but everybody was not black. No. But everybody was on board to deliver an excellent program. Mm -hmm. And that's what matters. Because all black people don't think alike. That's right. And there were interns who were being hired every year. And a number of them were black and some of them were not. Our stage managers were black and they were young people and Mr. Cosby wanted that. So we had that uh, and they were good. It was sharp. Young they people were, to keep it fresh, keep it new. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a way of including people of different ethnicities. You see it reflected in the in Rudy's friends. You see her little friends, mm -hmm. you see how they're, you see that, okay. Mm -hmm. There was a way of including mm. people of ethnicities and generations that was just a marvel to be a part of. And he was not going to have grandparents insulted and made fun of the way some shows do, make fun yeah. of people for being older. He said, no. He said, no, we're not doing that. Our, our young people uh, show respect, and it, it's not a forced thing. It's inherent. Right. And he insisted on that. He insisted on a lot of great things. Even when they introduced hip-hop and they brought in Erica Alexander and it wasn't like she was just some ghetto, ratchet young lady, you know? She was just a, a, a person whose circumstances didn't deal with the best cause and she wanted a better life. Yeah, and he understood that. He understood that by, by virtue of the way he grew. You still speak to the other cast members? Because watching, it seems like you guys would be on the phone with each other all day long. You don't think it's a job. Do you still speak to those other cast members at all? <gasps> Every now and then I will hear from Malcolm mm -hmm. and Keisha and they have beautiful children and they love them. And I told Malcolm, he's a finished item. He has a daughter and he just, he can't, he can't give enough love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's just 
he's finished. <laughs> he's finished. <laughs> and you're done, brother. You're done. <laughs> Does it upset you that they don't, people don't want to air the episodes of the Cosby show? Oh, no, it doesn't upset me. It, uh, people still watch. Mm-hmm. People find ways to watch, you know. I, I won't be upset by things because things change. I won't be upset, and I won't be upset by by things people do because people change. We see that it's something to see and to understand. Years ago, someone who loves me very much told me, she said to me, an image can be broken. Try to find out who you really are. Wow, that's a that's tough to do in this business. It's not it's yeah. not it's not tough to do, but it can be a process just because everybody's always trying to tell us what our image should be. And when you open up a magazine or you read a blog and people have a perception of you, like, oh, that's what they like? Let me give them more of that. So you become a caricature of yourself and things become performative without you even knowing it. That's a very interesting observation. It's what happens in interviews. That isn't happening in this one, and I'm loving it. You know, when people interview you, they come, sometimes they come with their answers already in their heads to the questions they've decided to ask you. Right. Mm. So you wonder why, well, what, what are we doing here? Why? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what is this? What, 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 what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why have a conversation with me if you already think you know? Correct. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. So that lets me know one thing, if nothing else, you will leave this conversation thinking of the person that I'm speaking to. That person will leave the conversation knowing only what they thought they knew right. before the conversation began. Well, we enjoy you, uh, Queen Rashad, and I. Absolutely. We could sit here and talk to you forever. And we appreciate you for checking in. We, we're so grateful and thankful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. And please, when you are in New York, please stop by the studio. Absolutely. Okay, I will. Yeah, we have the rose petals on the ground for you to walk <laughs> on. We have all that for you. T- tea, coffee, whatever it is you need. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Queen. Thank you so much. Felicia Rashad, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you. You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day goes to a young 18-year-old rapper named YBN Almighty J. Now, YBN Almighty J is an anti-social distancer, and you know what I say about anti-social distancers. They are the same type of folks who wouldn't have gotten on the ark when Noah told them it was about to rain. And we've seen so many stories of anti-social distancers getting sick, and in some cases, like Bishop Gerald Glenn, who said, God is larger than corona. Well, he died. So when we tell you that you need to practice anti-social distancing, we are telling you not just for your own good, but for the good of others, because we all got things to do. We all need to get back outside so we can get back to the real hustle of life. And we can't do that unless we social distance and flatten this curve. You see social distancing is working all around the country, so we need to continue to do more of it so we can get back outside. Now, YBN Almighty J is upset with us because of this rumor report. Let's hear it. YBN Almighty J, he was talking to TMZ, and he said that he's just not taking coronavirus seriously. Here's what he said. I've been recording music and playing the game, sleeping. I don't know. I ain't been really taking it serious. I just wish I could go somewhere, but I've still been having, like, girls and stuff, like, pull up and spot. Even though you're supposed to be social distancing? Of course. We don't social distance. 
Are you checking their temperature or anything when they come in? Like, are you taking any precautions? Oh, man. Well, he's I a young man who also has un he also has unprotected sex with randoms. I'm sure. So if you have unprotected sex with randoms, you damn sure ain't afraid with no afraid of no coronavirus. Right. So even though he's staying in the house, you can't just be meeting women and inviting them over during this time. You could be infecting them with coronavirus once they infect you and you're spreading it around. It's really time to maybe just be celibate for a second. But uh, oh, once that's again, very he's responsible. He's He's a young man who I'm sure takes chances with his penis and has a lot of unprotected sex with randoms. So he responded to that by posting that on his Instagram, and uh, he, he put this caption. Some things in this world I would never understand. I get judged so much by lame-ass mother effers that don't know me in real life and mother effers that just try hate on young Negroes. This right here crazy. Swipe left to see a different response to the same statement. F at Breakfast Club AM, old miserable bitches. Mm. First of all, uh, YBN Almighty J, compared to you, you're 18, I'm 41, I'm old, I get it. I may even be a bitch, depending on the circumstances, and I'm fine with that. But miserable? Never. My life is amazing. My self-worth is more than my net worth, but my net worth, my net worth isn't bad. What say you, Envy? Uh, mine is pretty good. I'm all right out here. What say, what say you, Yee? Ye? It's decent, yeah. I'm happy. Okay, okay, okay. So nobody's miserable in the room. That's what nah. I'm Everybody good. All. all right. Okay. All right. Now, now the reason why I be at Almighty J is getting donkey today is because clearly he just wants attention. He's sitting in the house quarantined, and he's happy he got mentioned on The Breakfast Club. And listen, if you didn't like what we said, cool. Okay, you have every right to respond, but let's state the facts. You posted a clip of The Breakfast Club talking to Boosie, and you edited the clip to make it seem like we had nothing that we had something like we had something to say about you being an anti-social distancer but didn't reply to Boosie. You said swipe left to see a different response to the same statement. Can we hear the clip that YBN Almighty J posted on his Instagram? And speaking of strangers, how long you been with this woman? Because you got to be quarantining right now, so you should be social distancing. So you must know you this woman. I ain't, I ain't worried about all that social distancing and all that shit. <laughs> you know how I go. We just seen a couple of, I guess a couple of weeks ago, you was, you was, you was not mad at possibly hollering at Rihanna. Mm -mm -mm. Now, last time I checked this Boosie interview we did on Breakfast Club, it got like a million views. So clearly, you are one of those people who watched the whole interview, or maybe you didn't watch the whole interview. I'm, I'm thinking you didn't watch the whole interview. But no, I think you did watch the whole interview. But you decided to edit it to make yourself look good even though you know we push back on Boosie being an anti-social distancer. Let's hear it. And speaking of strangers, how long you been with this woman? Because you got to be quarantining right now, so you should be social distancing. So you must know this woman. Threesomes. You're not quarantining. I ain't worried about all that social distancing and all that Quarantine. We threw a party ass everywhere. Well, don't say oh, that, so Boosie. Boosie. That come shut you, you down, you, Boosie. Yeah, don't say you don't, People are really sick. <laughs> I wouldn't say you don't, quarantine. You don't believe in coronavirus, Boosie? Uh, I think I had it all. But I don't give a I know come come coronavirus. I kind of basically live on faith. People are dying though, Boosie. Yeah, but people are surviving too. I get what you're saying, but you know they say faith without works is dead. So if they tell you that you can social distance and wear a mask to prevent from getting it, you can you can work towards not getting it. Uh, I, I guess, but I, I I ain't trying to let that stress me out as far as like like it's doing everybody else. Every day I'm trying to I'm trying to have fun, get money, and, and turn up. No, Boosie, coronavirus is killing people. We got to flatten this curve. All we need is a little social distancing for a couple of weeks. All right, Boosie, you got to stay healthy out there, Neto. Man, 
man. We're going to be all right, man. All y'all got to do is pray about it, man. But I ain't messing with the corona, though, Boosie. I ain't messing with that. I'm scared. Yeah, I, I'm, not Boosie, I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to up the chances. Yeah, and I worry about you, Boosie, because you got diabetes, and corona is really taking people out who have pre-existing health conditions, man. So you got to be cautious, bro. Yeah, that's what they say. But I got to live. If it's time for me to die, it's time for me to die. Come on, almighty J. You heard that as well. You knew that, young man, but you wanted to manipulate your followers. You really wanted to show your followers that The Breakfast Club is talking about you, so you had to act fake mad and edit a Boosie interview to create a story. You, act, you are acting like the media you claim to be mad at. What you did is clickbait. This is Donald Trump 6ix9ine level trolling. You are doing what a lot of people in your generation do, and that's clout chase. Look, you got 550 comments out of the deal. Congratulations, sir. Matter of fact, let's see if we can double that this morning. Let's have a petty party this morning. Let's go to YBN Almighty J's IG page. Uh, that's what it is. It's Y-B-N-A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y-J-A-Y, YBN Almighty J. Let's go to his page and leave the donkey emoji and some hand claps in his mentions because he got the attention he's looking for, and we can celebrate that with a round of applause, okay? Round of applause for your editing skills. Round of applause for the attention you receive from doing this because I don't think we've talked about the young man on here before. I know YBN Corday has been here. YBN Corday is a fantastic artist. I don't think we've ever talked about Jay, but Jay, in case you're upset with what I was saying, by you still sleeping with randoms during a global pandemic. You you probably are used to sleeping with women unprotected, so you're used to taking risks. But the moral of the story is, King, don't take risk with your health, okay? You don't have to YOLO your life away. You wouldn't play a game of Russian roulette, would you? So why play Russian roulette with your health by having random women come over to sleep with them? I would say it's your life, but in a case like this, it's not just your life because you are putting other people at risk too because you get sick, don't show symptoms, run around, wherever you live, and possibly infect other people. And you, sir, are a rapper. Concerts are canceled until fall 2021. That means no show money. You know why? Because people like you don't want to follow the rules and social distance, okay? We got to flatten the curve. So not only are you going to be possibly sick, you might be potentially broke. That money going to get low, okay? So excuse me for looking out for you, almighty Jay, okay, by telling you that you need to social distance. But once again... Anti-social distances are the same type of people who wouldn't have gotten on the ark when Noah told them to. So look, we can tell you all day to social distance, but if you don't want to, let them drown. Please give the young man Almighty J the biggest he are. All right. That's right. And make sure make sure you go to YBN Almighty J's Instagram page. YBN A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y-J-A-Y. Let's have a little petty party. Uh, give him a round of applause and also put the donkey emoji in his comments. And maybe tell the young man why he should, you know, be social distancing. He, he's, he's 18. He just needs to learn. That's all. God bless him. And you know how I know he probably was uh, 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 having unprotected sex yeah. and taking risks? That's what I was doing at 18. Oh, my okay? God. <laughs> All right. That's that's how I know. Well, thank and you for listen, that. Donkey of the donkey of the day or not, everybody, please just be safe, okay? Right. You all. never know what's going to happen. We've seen a lot of people who did not think they could potentially catch it, didn't take and it seriously, died. end up getting sick or infected somebody else. Just please take it seriously. That's all we're saying. We that's say right. that to anybody who's yes, not following that's the right. rules. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that donkey. You know, I know you say it to anybody because you said it about one of your uh, some of your Cowboys players, including Dak Prescott. So that's right. I did give it to donkey anyway. today for Dak. Dak and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, you old miserable bitch. You. 
I'm not miserable. That's all of that. Old bitch, <laughs> uh, old bitch I may be. I may be an old bitch, but I'm not miserable. All right, we got more coming up next with The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, I want to stay anonymous. All right, okay. anonymous. What's your question for you? Okay, so um, me and my husband have been married uh, almost two years now. Um, before I started dating him, I was dating a lot of women, so I'm not really like experienced with like the oral stuff for men. So I tried, and he didn't like it. So we haven't had oral sex in a while, but. I feel mm-hmm. confident in my ability to perform where he can be pleased, but he won't take me seriously because it's been so long since he's had it. Okay, so you know what you're doing now. You feel confident. Well, I don't, I wouldn't never, I don't even know if I, I feel confident, but I don't know if it's going to be right until, you know, I actually try, but he won't let me right. try because. He doesn't want to be a guinea pig and end up with some abrasions on his penis. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to set it up to where he can be comfortable enough to allow me to see, okay, what progression I've made and then go from there. Okay, so look, this is what I think, right? Before you guys get to it, when you're doing your foreplay, you should ask him, can I just kiss it? I'm not going to do anything more than that. And then you should kiss it, and then you should tongue kiss it, and then you should just do a little bit more, a little bit more until... You know, he's feeling good about it. And then, you know, that's when you go a little bit more. But just make sure that you keep your mouth very lubricated. Don't use your teeth. Tuck them away. Okay. <laughs> I but I think you, you just got to... Now I'm starting to feel I, less confident. <laughs> well, you, why I sound like you're talking you, about Envy bike riding? <laughs> what? Uh, no, we're definitely not talking about that. But I just... Listen, just start it off. So just say, look, I'm just going to kiss it. I'm not going to do anything else. And then when you kiss it, Right? Kissing could mean anything. It could be closed mouth, open mouth. And then, you know, just play around with that area. And then if he likes it, he'll be okay with you going a little further. How will I know if he likes it, though? <laughs> Ask him. Because, oh, because as a man, the man he, may, he may just accept it just because the love of me as his wife, but he may not want to actually tell me that he's enjoying what's happening. So I'm trying to figure out like, what signs I should look for. Well, first of all, there's nothing better than asking a direct question. And you can ask it like, okay, do you like that? Well, tell me what you want me to do and I'm going to do it. And be like, how would you like it better? Well, you know, just ask those questions, but you could do it in a sexy way so that he's Mm going to direct you to the way to do it and just be like, look, tell me what to do. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, I will try that and I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you. I cannot wait to hear about it. (laughs) All right, you guys have a good morning. You too. And that was another edition of the <laughs> service. She had a real question. All right. She, you, it really did sound like you was talking about DJ Envy riding his bike, though. I'm not going to no, lie. No, she got why? Like, why? Because that's what he did. was visualizing. I, I had to yeah, think about fantasy, it. I was like, what is she bro? talking about? I'm a married <laughs> man. You got these fantasies about me, and I don't like it. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. You're a liar! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. What line you want to go to, Yee? Yes, line four. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Portia calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, hey Portia. Four, three. <clears throat> What's your question for Yee? Okay, so I have a question. Um, basically, I've been dealing with some sexual harassment at my job with my supervisor. Um, so I took the appropriate steps, went to HR, even talked to a lawyer about the situation, but it seems like they're not trying to let this manager go. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what's the next step? What should I do from this point on? Should I just find another job? Should I keep pushing the issue? Because I feel like he's retaliating. You feel like he's you feel like he's retaliating, you said? Yes. Like give me some examples. Um, basically, like, he tried to put me on third shift without telling me, which was one thing. Um, another thing, he, he nitpicks at little things that he claim I'm doing wrong because I'm an industrial technician, so I work through maintenance department, mm-hmm. being that I'm one of the girls with a bunch of guys. Um, he just kind of nitpicks at me for little things that I feel like it's, like, not even serious to nitpick over because he never did before until I went to HR about him. Okay, so here's a couple of things. First of all, you said that you've complained, right? Yes, I went to HR twice. And so their response is what? We're going to work on it. We're going to work on him. We're going to try to figure out how we're going to make you comfortable while being here because we know you're not. But that's pretty much it. And they're dragging their feet about letting them go or, you know, what are they going to do with the supervisor? What's I had proof that he did that, right. text message and everything. So you have all of this in writing, and you've emailed them, yeah. and they've responded via email. I highly recommend you get yourself a lawyer. That's when they take things seriously. Okay. And you should not ever have to work under those circumstances. You should feel safe and protected at work. If you go to HR with a complaint and evidence that somebody is doing this to you and making you feel this way at work and you're uncomfortable and you're feeling belittled, then you need to mm-hmm. make sure that you take those matters into your own hand because you have the power to do that. Okay, well, I'll probably just go back to the attorney I was talking to. She told me that the only way she can take my case is if the job was to fire me or um, there was no changes moving forward. So because there are no, no changes, I'm just going to go back to her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, and it sounds like you have a legitimate case. You have these text messages. Plus, I think you have to keep a record of what's been happening at work since you've been complaining to HR. And all the things that he's been, every detail that you can get and anything that you can get in writing as evidence, you should try to get. Okay. And make sure you send those emails, make sure you show what their responses are, present all of those to a lawyer. You definitely have a case. And I think this is great because you don't want this to happen to somebody else. So it's great that you spoke up. You've done what you're supposed to do on your part. They haven't done what they're supposed to do on their behalf. So now it's time to move it to the next level. Hey, look here. You ain't got no, you ain't got none of your cousins that can come box them anymore. I mean, I do got cousins who want to come box them up now, but listen, it's like, I don't, this is a white man, so I don't want my people to get locked up for that, though. Man, I ain't, I ain't care if you're a white man. Now, that man ain't got no business trying to feel on your bunkie at work now. <laughs> yeah, he, he be trying to talk about he want to touch my tattoo and all kind of stuff. Go away. He, he want to touch the tattoo. Well, you damn yeah, right, you are not getting, 
None of your family's locked up over this. Well, I need your cousin no, to come I'm punch not. our co-worker hey, in, hey, in, hey, in the hey, mouth, hey, too. Hey, because hey, hey, relax. Stay out of Gucci full conversation now. Give me hey, us. Hey, and I want to get Stay out of Gucci full conversation now. Stay out of Gucci full conversation Y'all not going to make a joke now. out of her sexual harassment I'm at work. This ain't no joke. I'm talking to her in our native language. No, Just Gucci, Charleston, Gullah, 843 all day. Yeah. Well, 843. I'm with you, girl. I know it has to be tough for you to go to work every day under those circumstances and not feel like anybody cares. I'm so uncomfortable every day. And it's like, I left work today just to get away. It took a sick day just to not be there with them. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. So I, you have to <laughs> nip this in the bud and let them know you ain't going to keep this going. I have the power over you, and I'm going to make you all look crazy. Exactly. And thank you, Charlamagne. I love you, though. I love you, Ma. <laughs> I'm serious, though. You got your cousins. I, I need to. Man, shut up, boy. You punching a malt. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Give me a little sneak him or something. Yeah, <laughs> give him a little sneak. Sneak him. Give right. him a little sneak. Ask ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice. Yeah, help you out. Now keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to ask CNE. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask C and E. Angela Yee is out, so Charlamagne and I will be holding it down. So let's go to the callers. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for C and E? Order me something, man. Hey. Order me something, man. Give me hey. something. Hey, Charlamagne. Yeah. Listen, uh, I got a question for you real quick. Like, look, I got, I've been married for like 17, 18 years, right? I'm disabled military. I got a hundred percent disability. I, I originally called to say something about my wife, but if there's any way, look, I need your help. I needed your help like a year ago, cause one of my disabilities is like PTSD and all that stuff, and I almost killed myself. I got two kids, right? And the reason why I'm calling you is because you always speak about mental health, right? And yes, sir. I'm Dominican. I'm Dominican, right? So we don't believe in that. So just like. Black people, you know. I mean, I consider myself black. Not, not that I consider myself black. That's not what I'm saying. But we I, are. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, cool. I want you to take my number because I'm gonna need you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm getting help right now with my mental okay. health. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm getting better. But what I'm saying is, I try to call this radio station before because I feel like you know how sometimes God tells you like do something and you. You either listen to it or you don't, you know what I'm saying? So I was calling you back then when I was in my darkest place because I feel that you had the answer to help me out. Well, I tell you what, um, I don't have all the answers, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going on my journey just like you going on your, your journey, but I do have a lot of resources and a lot of people that you can talk to, people that, you know, have, have helped me get through, and I have no problem sharing those resources with you, my, my Dominican brother, okay? Well, hold on, hold on one second. Don't, just, we're not gonna just, hang up. We're gonna get your information. I, I got a real question for the brother, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask, ask me the question. You're a Dominican, right? Yes, sir. How many pair of white jeans do you own, or have you See, owned? I knew it throughout I your it. life. Seriously. <laughs> hold on, like seriously, I, I probably like once or twice because there was a white party, and I needed okay. to buy everything white. Okay, okay. So All okay. Dominicans don't have white jeans, Charlamagne. Hold on, man. I didn't man say going through that. You asked that man about his I'm white about, jeans, man. I'm about to get your. I'm gonna get your number. Leave your number with the producer. Goodness I'm gonna gracious. hit you. Um, I'm hit you in the show over in like an hour. All right. Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Magic. Magic, Magic. What's, up? what's your question for CNE? 
Yo, man, I got I got some questions, ma'am. Uh, a little relationship problem I got going on right now. Been with my girl for a year. She got three mm-hmm. kids, and uh, she's pregnant with, now with her, uh, the fourth one by me. This is my first one. But, like, it ain't easy for oh, me, She got man. three like, from another man. Give me hell. No, she got, she got three yeah. different baby daddies. Oh, oh she, Well, she has four now, four baby daddies now. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and it's been rough for me, man. It's like... I go through hell. I, I do everything she asked me to do. Basically, I've been a do-boy for her since she's been pregnant. And she calling me selfish just because, like, I, I, I complain or something like that for getting up in the middle of the night doing something for her. Like, I'm doing it, so shut up. But She don't I, respect I, I, you, bro. Know, man. It's, it's kind of hard to respect the fourth baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? It, I'm, I'm scared for my life, though, for real, man. I, I ain't saying Why are you scared, scared for your scared life? Did she put hands on you? Yeah, she has. She has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This you is easy for me, saying, bro. No, I ain't. No, I'm saying this, this is one time incident, but that's what she used to. No, nope. done that in her past. And I'm toxic woman. Her, I'm not that guy. You know, from I'm not your ex baby daddy or nothing like that. Want to come home, get drunk and put you know put my hands on you and stuff like that. You know, I, I communicate. You know, just talk to me. Whatever the problem is, we'll try to solve it instead of just arguing back and forth. But like I said, she ain't got that in her. And now she's pregnant, and now, and now she tell me she don't want to be with me no more. And that's not what I wanted out of my life. My first child, I wanted to be all family, not just. Oh, man, I feel bad for you, bro. You're in a relationship. You're with somebody that's toxic. Oh, man. Are you taking care of the other three kids, too? I'm 31 having my first child, and it ain't how I wanted to be. Are you taking taking care care of the other kids, kids too? It's really driving me crazy. Boy, if you don't listen to me, are you taking care of the other three kids? Barely. (laughs) <laughs> are you taking care of them? So you are. No, I'm saying like I I do what she asked me to do for them or whatnot. Oh <laughs> Listen, if the roles were reversed and you was dating a toxic man with four different baby mamas who put hands on you, what would your girls be telling you to do? Leave. People been telling me to leave, but I just didn't listen. I don't know why. I really well, don't listen know to why. your goddamn leave, girlfriends. Your girlfriends you are telling you to leave right now. You said you fear for your life. She puts hands on you. She makes you do everything. You sound like you do everything, and you're about to lose it. So you better leave her me, alone before she hits you with a, a, Envy, a, a frying pan, some grease. Are your girlfriends? So, I'm Tony Childs. Okay. Envy is Joan Clayton. We telling you to leave, Maya. Okay. Actually, you would be Lynn in this situation like this. This is something Lynn would get herself into. All right. You got. She, she got three kids already from three different baby daddies. You got one on the way from you. Be a father to your child. But this sounds like a very toxic human that you're dealing with, and she needs to get some healing. And when she gets some healing and becomes the woman that you need her to be, then you can be with her. I told her. Yeah. I told her she was talking about getting married and stuff before the baby get here. I told her if you want to do that, we're gonna have to go to counseling. She told me she don't need oh. that. Really. It's just stressful, man. It's really putting a toll on me for real. You know what toxic people do? They they never let things go. They can't move forward. They bully. They intimidate. They lie. They create drama. They play the victim, and they act out of fear and insecurity. That's all that person is doing to you right now. You got to go, bro. Be a father to your child. That's a very toxic woman. She sounds like the future of females. Repeat after me. I am strong. I am strong. I will not let her hit me anymore. I will not let her hit me anymore. What? I will not let her hit me anymore. That's right. I am strong. I am a good man, and I am a good father. I am strong. I am a good man, and I will be a good father. 
There you Nigga, go. Where you got that written down at, Envy? And why you? Yeah, I just what, that, right that's now. your daily affirmation. I'm trying to give him the self-esteem to make him feel good this morning, man, brother. You go out there, you have a great day, and you take care of business. All right, brother. Eliminate all toxic people from your life, man. Why we always give people more chances than than they deserve? My why do we do that? That man, a little self-esteem. All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club. I know it now. I Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Happy holidays. What are we talking about today? Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Mel B. Now, she does something I think is pretty odd. You want to explain what she does, Yee? Or what she yes, did? She actually got a tattoo removed of her ex. You know, she's uh, getting divorced. And she got, instead of laser removal for that tattoo, she got it cut out of her body and she keeps the skin in a jar. That That's is, weird. That is called root. That is voodoo black magic, all right? You cut the name off your skin, put it in a jar, have a, a, a little witch doctor or something, put a little whammy on it. Don't nobody touch that jar because if you do, the spell will be broken. And as long as that name is in that jar, Stephen Belafonte will have erectile dysfunction for the rest of his life. Or at the least, cough up a frog or two. Everything from the past goes in the garbage. Nothing from the past. No letters, no pictures, nothing, everything thrown away. Do you keep it uh, yeah, I actually have a lot of things from exes. I actually have all my letters and cards and notes that I used to pass in class and all of that in a huge box. Well, I mean, listen, how long you been with your woman, Envy? 24 years, married 17. I've been with my woman 20 years, married 4, okay? <laughs> I'm 40. There's no exes. <laughs> right? I don't even remember what an ex is. An ex. I don't well, have nothing from my Most of the stuff I have exes. is really from high school because nobody really wrote letters after that. That's what I'm saying. Like so if your woman is still saving letters from high school, that letter really means a lot to her. And that person but I meant a, a lot to her. And that I, person I, that wrote that letter, you know, could never be duplicated. You know what I'm saying? Like I also grew up as a as a writer, like when I was young and, a, you know, and I read a lot. And so I keep all of those things, even from like my friends who are women. Yeah, but you you're know, not mad. Imagine being married for 17 years, all right? And you've been with this guy that you married to since y'all was kids, but you keeping letters from the exes? That means you keeping letters from when you was like 17, 18. Like those first feelings of love. There's no love. Those first feelings of love have feelings not alike. been duplicated at all. Feelings alike. No, what are you talking? No man has ever made you feel the way that that first person and made I broke you my wife's feel. Virginia, so I don't, I don't know what you're we talking about. Yeah, what about that, that magic finger? Wasn't we talking about magic fingers nope, nope, earlier? Nope, nope, no magic fingers. But <laughs> I burnt those letters up and then What letters? Go, what are you talking about nothing. people who just joined us? I'm what not happened? talking about nothing. What are you talking nothing. about? I ain't talking about nothing. You sound insecure. Natasha! Hi. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning. You keep anything from your ex? I definitely do not. The only thing I kept from my ex is our son. Oh, and, um, I'm glad you kept that. I wouldn't let that go, but it was so deep that I had to get rid of the cell phone that I used to text him from because I would search and i type in oh. Bay and then he pop up. Even though he was deleted, he still, like, all oh, our text messages pop up. I was like, ah, we gotta get rid of this. All right, yeah. I feel you. I ain't mad at you. Thank you, mama. Nyjah! What's up, baby? What's up, mama? Did she call you lady? I don't know what she called me. <laughs> she said baby. Oh, what's up? <laughs> now, do you throw everything away from your past relationships? Um, I'm throwing everything away. Like, I'm not keeping nothing. What do I need memories of of an ex for? Like, I'm throwing everything away. Like, I used to live, me and my wife used to live together. And, like, she would come over and still say, oh, you got my shirt. You know, I'm just trying to find ways to come back. And I'm just like, baby, I threw everything away. You know, you ain't got to come back for nothing else. No. What, if she, what if she gave you a Rolex? 
Oh, that's different now. That, that's my role. Oh, okay. Oh, now, oh, yeah, now it, 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 is, it is all about the cost of the gift. You ain't giving back no <laughs> Bentley. You ain't giving back no type of car. And you ain't giving uh, back no jewelry. Not. <laughs> At all. No money, no none of that. So how y'all going to be picky and choosy about what you keep and what you give away? Well, some things that an ex gives you, you ain't got no choice but to keep, like herpes. Salute to everybody oh out there. Who, he always salute, go too far. Salute to everybody out there who ex gave them herpes. Right. And, and, they, and they ain't got no choice but to live with that and keep that for the rest of their life. Hello, who's this? It's Rakeem from Duval. Rakeem, do you keep anything from your ex? No, bro. No need to. I've been, been married for four years, been with my girl for seven, and there's no need to, bro. You got to hold on for something from the past, bro. You might as well try to head back in that direction. Oh yeah, I, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't understand why, you know, somebody would hold on to something from their past, especially if they've been together for so long. Like, imagine being with somebody for 17 years. They were years. 10 years old and 12 years old. Huh? What is that they were 10? Somebody wrote why, my wife why, from that. Why is this which, hitting so close to home? I'm just telling home. you. I'm just telling you. You're going to point a finger, point a finger, point a magic finger at me. I'm just somebody saying. Somebody was I, writing letters to my wife when they were 10 years old. Oh. She kept it as memories. It's all oh, that's so cute. And I burnt them. I, I don't like it. Whatever I, is in the past, And, and in the you past. shouldn't. Y'all been married for 40 years. How long y'all been married, seriously? 17, 17 years. Y'all been together 24. 24 There's years. no reason for her to be keeping stuff And that's what access. I said, and that's why I burned them letters up. It's so crazy because I do have a, like I said, I have a huge box filled with, like, letters from my friends when they went away, out of town, from exes, like, everything together in a box. I haven't even separated it, but yeah, I but kept it Yeah, but you got recent exes, G. You still no, out here. No, this is all from, like, high school and college. This is like, you, ain't nobody about you no Rolex in high school. No, I'm talking about a box of letters. Oh. But my whole thing is, what I'm saying is that it doesn't really, I never thought of it like it's something that would be offensive to anybody. But I used, I used to be a little insecure. Because nobody writes letters now. I even found a watch that somebody gave my, my wife when I think they were like 12, 13. I, I definitely ran over that watch with my car. Oh my gosh. Why, she that still got this, all these little trinkets, I, all these little 12 days of Christmas where you buying her all this stuff and she's still keeping watches from middle school? They were 10 years old, so maybe they just little cutie cutie things. I think, nah, that's, I think that's cute. But they all gone now. She it's not to, a listen, big deal. Tell her to grow up. They all gone now. <laughs> and that watch I ran over th- 10 times. Little memories are so cute. Rebecca, Hey. Good morning, Rebecca. Um, okay, yeah. So I have like an Xbox. I like not like the video game. Yeah, system. I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I dated this guy from like eighth grade to senior year of high school and I kept literally everything. But the weird thing that I kept was he gave me a lemon. <laughs> A, a lemon? lemon. A we lemon. In eighth grade, <laughs> yeah, swear to God, he gave me a lemon, and I still have it in the box. It's not like rotten or anything. It's that's a like, goddamn lie. It has to be that's, rotten. That's, that's, not, to, a, that's yeah. not a damn lie. <laughs> no, it doesn't smell or anything. It's like hollow and hard, and I don't know like why. Like him and his heart. Why are you keeping that? Yeah, that's disgusting. I don't know. It was like the reason why we started talking in the first place. Why? <laughs> y'all y'all bonded over lemons? He like convinced me that it was like this really rare like lemon from like Cuba or something like that. I like I don't even know. Sounds like a red flag to me. He lied to you immediately. Yeah, that came from Stop oh, yeah, the Shop, Mama. <laughs> well, if you fell in love with a man that gave you a lemon, wait until somebody gives you an apple or a watermelon. You're going to really be head over here. You can't even right. make lemonade yeah, out of that. Now. I'm not going to do that Don't curse. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, man, let's say a prayer and uh, salute everybody out there who is keeping things from their exes that they can't give back like herpes. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. 
You got a positive note? Yes, man. I want to tell everybody out there, uh, you can't live a positive life with a negative mind. I want you to sit back and think about this. Uh, think about making your life a masterpiece. Okay? Imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?